Pastor Xavier Reese and Overpowering Trials with Love on today's Simple Truths. Blessed is the man who endures testing, for when he has been proved, proved that he's genuine, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Reward is promised to us, but the reason we persevere and come through is because we love him. And the reason we love him is because he first loved us. Nothing short. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Not only did Jesus warn us that we are to expect tribulation, He also expressed what our attitude ought to be as we endure trials. He said we are to be of good cheer. And although this is one of those requests falling into the easier-said-than-done sort, as it turns out, the Holy Spirit has us covered for the source of joy He desires for us. Pastor Xavier will be completing a simple truth study today titled Riches Through Trials as he begins with our text from the epistle of James chapter 1. Let's listen. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. James implies, first of all here, that trials are the normal experience of the believer. Don't miss that. How often... I don't know why, and I don't know how, because we certainly cannot come to that conclusion by reading the Old or the New Testament. But somehow we think that the Christian life, if it has to have some trials, surely they're not to be so extreme that it causes me anguish. Surely that would not be God. And yet Jesus said, in the world you shall have tribulations, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The very same mouth that said, your sins will be forgiven. Mark that well. He says, in the world you shall have tribulations. So James implies that trials are the normal experience for the believer. Mark that well. He also implies that if we don't have this conscious attitude, we will respond to the trials in the flesh instead of the spirit. He says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Joy is not the natural process of the sinful man, the old man, the natural man. Joy is a result of the work of the Spirit of God. So we might say James is telling us not to dare confront any trials in the energies of the flesh. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Let me give you one more reason we're to rejoice. We're to rejoice because we have another glorious opportunity to be partakers of Christ's suffering, Peter tells us. Whenever I get in a trial, whenever God allows a trial to come to my life, then it means that I have another privileged time to get so close, so intimate with Jesus Christ that I experience Him in His sufferings. Now, that's a lot different from what we have heard many times. We have heard that we are to rejoice and be full of joy when we are 
going through trials or for the trial. No, that's not what it says. James says when you fall into various trials. There are some tragic things that take place in our life, and God would not want you to rejoice over them. It's not for it or in it or through it, but it's the fact that we rejoice that when trials come, we know that it's normal and we know that God's in it. That's the joy. The believers to have a proper attitude regarding trials. If you don't begin here, you won't get any further. You must have the proper attitude regarding trials as a Christian. He's writing to Christians, my brethren. But next, James tells us the believers to have perceptive awareness regarding trials. In verse 3, he says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The word patience means endurance, perseverance. Jesus said, And your patience possess ye, your souls. Mm. I fall so short of patience sometimes. Paul boasts of the Thessalonians among the churches of God for their patience, their faith, their perseverance through tribulations that they had endured. Paul told Timothy, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, quietness. We're to pursue it. And yet, we want patience, but we don't want the trials. <laughs> You want patience, it's going to come no way but through trials. Now, whether you want them or not, you're going to get them. So it doesn't make any difference. James declares that the believer is to know this progressively and continuously by his own experience. The word knowing means experiential knowledge. The tense in which it is written in the Greek suggests progressive and continuous finding out for oneself. I cannot do that for you. You cannot do that for me. You must experience these trials, the source of the strength, and the benefit of that trial for your own self. It's to be ongoing. I already told you, you're going to have them to the day the Lord takes you home. You're to experience it for yourself. Paul in Romans 5.3 says, We glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces Perseverance, and the word perseverance is the same as here, patience, and perseverance, which is patience, character, and character hope. The world is not so interested in character. The world is more interested in reputation. God is more concerned in your character and my character than in my reputation. If a reputation comes, fine. But the source and the core of that reputation better be character, godly character, something of substance. Today the world is lacking in character. Just look at the products we buy. We build homes and they fall apart. We buy cars and they break down the minute we drive them out. There was a time when there was character in, in workmanship, and they went through the diligent and tedious process. 
and they handed you a quality product. Today, people are more interested in the product, the buck, than the process. And so they are seeking a reputation void of character. Again, the athlete illustrates the perceptive awareness. He realizes that he must discipline his life. He is aware of the pain of the sacrifice of all that he must go through because he has perception beyond the immediate. He knows what he's going for. He knows what it's going to produce and therefore willingly, fervently, he pursues the process of training. Now, each of us need to be aware that trials are allowed by God to prove the genuineness of our faith. You need to know that God's not punishing you, that God doesn't have it in for you, but that He's only trying to show that you are genuine, that you are not a counterfeit, and therefore He never calls you to do something but which first He gives you the means by which to obtain and fulfill it. His grace, strength, His wisdom. James picked that up in verse 5. You lack wisdom? Ask of God. Trials produce patience. And one of the greatest values to the Christian life is that. Patience. Because it develops character. A character that is founded on God, not upon situations or circumstances. A character that is founded on solid faith, not upon convenience or comfort. A character that's dependent upon God and not upon simply getting things. You see, the promise is reward. In verse 12 of chapter 1, he says, Blessed is the man who endures testing. That's the word. Same word. For when he has been proved, proved that he's genuine, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has pr promised to those who love him. By the way, we are steadfast. We persevere. We are patient because we love him. Not because we want reward. Reward is promised to us. But the reason we persevere and come through is because we love him. And the reason we love him is because he first loved us. Love is a tremendous power that drives men. Men will lay down their lives for another because they love him so. They will do things without the consideration of their own safety because of the love of another. And so that's our motive. Nothing short of that. The believers, they have perceptive awareness regarding trials. But third and last, James says the believers to have personal accountability regarding trials. How easy it is to try to be irresponsible 
how easy it is to just run away. And yet God brings trials that we might go through the trials. But he'll be with us. Remember Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego? Mishael, Azariah, and their Hebrew names. They were in the fire. The king said, listen, you bow or you're going to burn. He says, king, you've got it backwards. If we bow, we will burn. But if we don't bow, we can never burn. He took them up, heated up seven times more than before. The guy took them up there. It was so hot that when he thrust them in, he got barbecued. They tumbled down. Their hands were tied. The king looked. He says, did we not cast in three and I see four and one like the son of man? Walking around in there. What was the only thing that God consumed? The bands. That which really held them from being free. The trials that God brings to your life and my life will only free you to walk with Jesus. He got so ticked off. He says, Meshach, try to go. Get out of that fire. He got out and they all sniffed around him. Their clothes was not even singed. They didn't smell like smoke. God is good. You must go through the fire. You won't burn. You may yell. Ouch, ooh, ah, uh, you know, but it's okay. God loves you enough to put up with it. Kids are good for that. I used to do it. My dad's going to whip me. You get me? You know, you know, you get that merry ground attitude. You know, you're going around. And, you know, the minute they hit you, you go, ow, 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 you know. And you keep yelling louder, louder, hopefully they'll stop. Now, I used to fool my dad sometimes. But I can't fool God. I can yell all I want. He's going to keep on. Because he loves me. Personal accountability regarding trials. First, James says, the believer is accountable to yield. And to let patience have its perfect work in the process. We are not our own. We've been bought with a price. Do you really believe that? Then why do you complain to God? We do not lose heart, Paul says. Even though our outward man perishes, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We are accountable to yield to the process. The process will and may be painful. But the process is necessary. If you have something wrong with your internal organs and an operation is necessary, you have to hurt a lot before you feel better. Because they're going to cut you open. God is the same way. Before a man can truly be made whole, it seems that God has to break us. Sorrows for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Because God wants us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. 
Nothing short of that. The believer also is accountable to yearn for patience to do its perfect work. That's the finished product. I am to yield. That's the divine side. But then I am to yearn. That is the human side. You have the mystery of the two. That's why Paul says in Philippians 2, 12, and 13, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it's both God that wills and does of His good pleasure. He's sovereign. What is the product? But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. First, that you may be perfect. It speaks of maturity, not perfection. God desires you and myself to be mature. We have never had in the history of the United States a more knowledgeable group of young people in terms of technology, advancement, and knowledge. And yet we probably have the most immature that has ever lived. Now you look at the kids out in the world and they've got no concept of giving. No concept of cost. And such is the picture of the church today. Sad to say. And God desires us, first of all, to mature spiritually. And I fear lest the church has a bunch of spiritual adolescents. But hopefully you go through it and move on to adulthood. God does not want you to be a spiritual teenager all your life. Infatuated with yourself. Demanding your rights. Pushing your way around. He wants you to mature. Secondly, that you may be complete. The word complete has the idea of having soundness and wholeness of every part. You see, though you may be mature in terms of time, and though you may be mature in terms of knowledge, you may not be mature in terms of practical wisdom. And you really can't make right decisions in the Lord. Not because you haven't been in the Lord long enough. Not because you haven't received the knowledge. Because you haven't applied it to maturity. The very same word is used in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 where Paul says, May the God of peace sanctify you completely. That's the same word. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is interested in the whole man. He wants you to be sound and whole in every area of your life spiritually. Have you ever noticed how much we boast about our strengths and how freely we talk about them with one another? But we never talk about our weaknesses. But it's okay. God will deal with them. He wants us sound. As a whole person. But third of all, that you lack nothing. 
lack nothing or come behind in anything that God intended you to receive, to learn, and to yield to in the process resulting in the product, the work of God. God takes you and God takes me through trials to bring about certain things in my life. And when I get done with that trial, God wants to take inventory. And he doesn't want me to be lacking from anything that he desires me to obtain in the process. This is the work of God. His work. Does not Paul says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are his workmanship, his handiwork? His poem, if you will, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Then Titus says, make sure that you walk in those works. God in the process has a finished product and eternal future in mind. Not the immediate present that we are so often controlled by. We are so dead set on the immediate. A nice looking girl comes by or a handsome young man comes by. And they just say the right things and they do the right things. And they're, you know, we're just out in la-la land. But there's one problem. They're non-believers. And we are so caught up in the immediate that we're willing to sacrifice the eternal work of God. Talking about patience. Are you single? Be careful. Don't get caught up in the immediate present. That's a sign of immaturity. Press on to maturity. God is interested in bringing about the work that he desires for you and in you. And you're to yearn for it. Later on, James tells us, this, don't you know that the Spirit of God is a jealous spirit? He wants you for himself altogether. And so I not only yield to the process, but I yearn for the product. Because I know that's the best thing for me and for God. And this is what James is trying to tell us about trials. What fantastic counsel. Now, having heard the counsel of James, what kind of oyster are you? Are you one that produces Gems of pearls? Or are you one that kicks the pebble of sand out? Says, forget that junk. <laughs> if you are the one who kicks the grain of sand out, then what will you have to give to the world? Your family. How do you plan on maturing and pressing towards the mark? But if on the other hand, you are that oyster that turns that irritating grain of sand into something of value, then you equally understand that it's taken the death of the old man on the way. And so James counsels us spiritually regarding trials. I hope you open your heart to him. I hope you open your heart to God and the work that he has for you and in you and through you and that you may go through the process and end up a finished product that is going to be of value to yourself and those around you because you have gone through the fire and 
you survived it. Pastor Xavier Reese, closing with an apt illustration for maintaining a biblical attitude throughout our trials and tribulation, giving God glory through it all. Now, just before we close, let me take these last moments to mention that copies of today's Simple Truth study titled Riches Through Trials are available, as always, for only $4 on CD. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is simply Riches Through Trials, or just mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com